Come gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and high adventure from the worn pages of history. Gather thine spear and shield and stand shoulder to shoulder with us, your storytellers. We're starting on ancient Greece this week. Oh, don't just blurt it out like that. Have some class, Pear Bear. I can't, Bilbo. I'm too excited. 300 is one of my favourite movies ever. And I can't wait to give it the silly history boys treatment. This is madness. No, this is Sparta! And then you slow motion fall into a bottomless pit kept in the centre of town for some reason. I'm not doing that. Aww. Pebe is correct, gentlemen. And to get us started on ancient Greece, in this episode we are taking a look at one of the most famous battles of antiquity, nay, of all time, the Battle of Thermopylae. But before we do that... Who are we, and why are we here? I am Tombo, which is short for Tombomedes. Like Archimedes, I once invented a screw. Mine didn't work. I am the Pear Bear. I know all the words to Iron Maiden's Alexander the Great, and I'm not afraid to recite them. Please don't. I am Uncle Bilbo. Like Achilles, I was dipped in the river Styx to make me invulnerable. Unfortunately, when it was happening, the person dipping me slipped and had to grab me to stop me falling in. I have no Achilles heel. I have an Achilles will. And I am Uncle Bob Bob, master of Greco-Roman wrestling. Grease up and get down. It's time to get silly, for this is... Sparta! And then, you know, slow motion. No. This is... The Silly History Boy Show! Ancient Greece, eh? How are we going to... By the gods. Pear Bear, why have you taken your top off? So everyone can see my Spartan-style six-pack, Tombo. Behold! Ugh. I think I've just been sinking my mouth. Firstly, this is an audio format, so the listeners can't see anything. And secondly... That is not a six-pack. It is? You could do your laundry on these rock-hard abs. You've drawn them on. It's just a vertical line and two horizontal ones. What? No! This is CGI enhancement. Plus, if I hold a lamp over to one side of me and you just relax your eyes out of focus, there's an easily visible line. That is pure definition. <sighs> Don't worry, I brought enough CGI enhancement for all of you. Behold the pens of musculature. One each. Tops off, chaps. Absolutely not. This is a weird start to an episode. Well, I suppose it's better than that Julius Caesar time machine nonsense. Before he takes anything else off, I think we'd better get started. Our tale begins in 480 BC, as the Spartans are being asked to help against an invasion. Master, reach Sparta. Master, get help. Excuse me, do you know the way to... Get out of the way! Seek, aid. Master, reach Sparta. Hello again. Ah, the centaur! What? Oh, me? No, no. 
No, I'm not the half-man, half-horse of Greek mythology. No, I'm all man. And I'm on a horse. Look, here's my legs. Get, get, get your leg out of my face. I'm on an important mission. Oh, so are we. Well, I say we. I don't know where the others have got to. Oh, look. Oh, it's Bear Bear. Bear Bear. Hey, hey, I found this man. He, he won't stop running. Why are you on a horse? To keep up. Get yourself one and join me. I'd rather he didn't. Can you please just leave me alone? I've got a message to deliver. Oh, don't let me stop you. I'll keep up. Well, this is nice. Getting some exercise to go along with the history. History exercise. That could be a new thing, Tombo. Ah, centaur. No, no, no. He's not a centaur either, good sir. Well, good. Now, both of you, please go away. Hello, I'm Pear Bear. What's your name? I am Philippides, or Philip Edies, depending on which version of your story you're paying attention to. Philip, Philip, uh, we'll call you Phil. Hi, Phil. That's not my name. Hey, guys, what are we up to? Ah, another centaur. What? No, Phil, that's Uncle Bilbo. He's not a centaur, he's just a man. Hi, Phil. My name is... It's not Phil, now please, go away. I must reach Sparta before nightfall. Oh my goodness, what a coincidence. We're looking for Sparta too. Oh no. We'll just follow you then, Phil, seeing as you know where you're going. Are we there yet? Does it look like we're in a city? No! Yeah, Bilbo, I'm sure we'll know when we've arrived in Sparta. Are we there yet? No. Now? No. Now. No, please, you three very, very silly boys. Leave me alone. The fate of Greece depends on me reaching Sparta. Why do you need to get to Sparta so badly? Are you running in a really long race or something? I am not. I am a hemorrhodrome. Is that like a thunderdome? I... I have no idea what that is, but still, I'm going to throw out a limb and say, no, no, it's not that. I am a messenger. I have been sent by the army of Athens to the city of Sparta to seek their aid. I've heard of Athens. Yeah, that's one of the three big cities. And Thebes. Yeah, that's another one. Oh, stop showing off, Tombo. You're not impressing Phil. Yeah, Tombo. Everyone knows that there were three main city-states in ancient Greece. Athens, Thebes and Sparta. It's like three big kingdoms all joined in language, culture and religion. Isn't that right, Phil? My name is that, Phil! And that is a gross oversimplification of how ancient Greece is structured. There are, in fact... Hundreds of individual cities or polis that rule themselves with autonomy. They are gathered together into three main alliances or leagues which are headed by cities that we've just, just mentioned. Athens, Thebes and Sparta. Oh, sorry. But for the purpose of this introductory scene, I suppose it will have to do the job. So why do you need the Spartans' aid? Of the three greatest cities of Greece, Sparta has the best soldiers. And seeing as how Darius I and his empire of Persians have just invaded, we could really do with Sparta's help. We're going to have a massive battle near the city of Marathon and hopefully kick the Persians back out of Greece. Wait a minute. Marathon? Messenger? <gasps> You're the guy! Guys, it's the guy! He's not Guy, he's Phil! The Marathon guy. 
He's why a marathon is a thing. He runs a marathon and then he dies. What? Oh, him. Wow, guy. You're kind of famous. Famous in the way that everyone knows what you did, but no one can ever remember your name. Trivial pursuit, famous. Phil, you're a pretty big deal. What's that bit about me dying? Hang on. The Battle of Marathon. I don't want to die. Quiet, Phil, I'm thinking. What's on your mind, Pedizzle? We've got so much left to feel, to see, to touch. We're too early. Too early for what? And there's Brindigany and the kids. Thermopylae. The Battle of Marathon was the first Persian invasion of Greece, 490 BC. We want the second invasion. We're ten years early. Sorry, Phil. It looks like we needn't have bothered you. <laughs> oh, oh, Phil? Guys, why is Phil weeping? No idea. Um, Phil? Come on now. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> well, this... This whole scene has been a huge waste of time. Ten years early. <laughs> Embarrassing. I'm off. <laughs> nice meeting you, Phil. Thanks for the entertaining way to get some basic information about ancient Greece delivered. Bye! Yeah, we'd best get on with this week's actual story, though. Right on, Mr Clippity-Clop. Yeah! <laughs> Yes, dear listener, the first Persian invasion of Greece happened in 490 BC, and Darius I and his Persian Empire were driven back in a huge battle, the Battle of Marathon. The victorious Greeks dispatched a runner called Pheidippides, or was it Felipides? Yeah. Anyway, to tell the city of Athens that Greece had won. He ran the 26 miles from Marathon to Athens to deliver the message, then died. It's where marathons come from. Did you learn something? This is all very nice, but I thought we were doing the Battle of Thermopylae this week. We are. We just need a good way to get started. Uh, how did 300 start? Wasn't it King Leonidas as a boy fighting a wolf with just a pointy stick to show how extremely double-hard the Spartans are? You're right. Let's do that. Hazma, get over here. What's going on? I'm trying to play Among Us. Listen, Hazma, no time for that. Unless you want us to get among you. So take this pointy stick and get out into those woods. Off with you, lad. This episode is taking ages to get going. Ugh! Fine! From the time he could stand, the boy was baptised in the fire of combat. Ow! Stop that! Tart the death on the battlefield in service to Sparta was the greatest glory he could achieve in his life. Surely staying alive would be a better service? I could sell lemonade. People always need lemonade. Sparta! Ow! Manufactured by 300 years of Spartan society to create the finest soldiers the world had ever known. The toughest school in the world, the Agoge. Into the woods with you, boy. Come back when you're a Spartan. Get eaten by a wolf? Well, that's, um... 
That's that, then, really. The wolf begins to circle the boy. Claws of black steel, fur as dark as night. Good, good, good boy. Eyes glowing red, jewels from the pit of hell itself. Nice doggy. The giant wolf sniffing, savoring the scent of the meal to come. It is not fear that grips the boy. Um, it is a bit. Only a heightened sense of things. Heightened sense of my own mortality. The boy's hands are steady. His pointy stick is quite pointy. The wolf leaps. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, he's wolfing him down. I'm sorry to do that. Still puns are puns. It's okay. It's okay. The Spartans were notoriously rigorous with their training regimen. Not every boy survived to adulthood. In fact, not every baby survived to childhood. Oh, history people. Hazmat may well have just been eaten by a wolf, but his eating serves to portray a historical tidbit, so he has not been eaten in vain. Hooray! Boo! Quiet, you! Now, where were we? Ah, yes. It has been 30 years since the boy and the wolf, but now a new wolf arises. A wolf made of men and spears. An army commanded by Xerxes, the Persian emperor threatens Greece. Look there, it's the city of Sparta, sitting next to the Eurotus River, nestled in a valley. Even the land is a fortress to the Spartans. Now, look closer. There, it is the Spartan King Leonidas. Four men surround him, spears aimed at his heart. Is he being attacked? Will the king survive? The first attacker stabs with his spear, seeking to end the fight instantly with a thrust to the face. But Leonidas ducks and thrusts his spear up into the man's abdomen. The second smacks the king's spear aside with his shield. Round, made of wood and brass, and weighing 30 pounds. It is a weapon in its own right. Leonidas pivots, smacks his enemy with his own shield, lifting the man from his feet and sending him sprawling. Woo! Third and fourth attack as one, thrusting, stabbing. The king takes the blows on his shield, then takes both men's legs out from under them with a sweep of his spear. Now see, the king stands victorious. Thus fall the enemies of Sparta. Great practice, lads. Same time tomorrow? Uh, yes, yes, my dear. Yes, yeah, great sparring. Look forward to it. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. See you tomorrow. King Leonidas, a Persian messenger, has arrived here in Sparta. He says he has a message from their emperor for you. Well, let me just pop another layer of oil on my six-pack there, and then send him in. The Persian Empire will not wait for you to oil yourself further. You will hear my message now. Very well. Deliver your message. But be warned. I get awfully kicky without the right number of oilings. His Grace and Majesty, Xerxes of Persia, orders you to stop being Greek and be Persian instead. You are hereby ordered to hand over your arms. 
No. What? But Xerxes has got a massive army. He's going to bring it to Greece, and then you'll be sorry. We'll throw you back into the sea like we did ten years ago. Xerxes' father, Darius, failed. Xerxes will fail too. If he wants our arms so badly, he can come and take them. We have a hundred and seventy gajillion men. Greece will be swallowed like a... a thing that's easily swallowed. A lozenge! Greece will be swallowed like a lozenge! You're supposed to allow a lozenge to dissolve in your mouth, not just swallow it. This is madness! No! This is... Sparta! Ow! Oh, you kicked me! Uh, yes, I did. There's supposed to be a... Degates! Where's the bottomless pit? I haven't finished it yet, sire. Still got a bottom on it. Shall I take the lid off? Yes. Do. <laughs> I think you'll agree we've made pretty good progress. It's only a few feet deep. A bottomless pit with a bottom! This is ridiculous! No, this is Sparta! Ah! Woo! Oh, 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 I think I twisted my ankle! Should I keep digging, sire? No, the moment's passed. Put the lid back on. But I'm still down here! As you command, my king. Lift a memnon. Give me a hand with this. Right you up. Well, great. Spartans, gather your spears and shields. Prepare for war. Small problem of that, my liege. What? It's the Carnair. You know, the festival during which no military action is allowed. Oh, come on. It's also the Olympics again, so no soldiering allowed. But we're being invaded. Rules are rules, Your Majesty. Can't we make an exception? You'll uh, have to ask the effers. I'm not asking those five old men anything. I'm the king! I'm afraid that even you must answer to the effers, Your Kingliness. Oh, fine. Here's what we're going to do. I will take my bodyguard with me to meet the Persians. In the meantime, you tell that bunch of effers that when the festival's over, that to send the rest of the army. We'll hold them at Thermopylae for as long as we can. The future of Greece depends on it. One more thing, my lord. By Zeus's beard! What? Before you head to the battle, you must consult the oracle at Delphi. Oh, she's always so negative, but fine. Spartans, gather your spears and shields. We march for war. When I return from the oracle. It's such a long time. Oh, look, listener. It's the southwestern slopes of Mount Parnassus. And what's that? A temple to the god Apollo? On a mountain? It must be Pitho. Or as it's more commonly known, Delphi. Inside resides the Oracle, a seeress. She sees the future. The Oracle is known as the Pythia. She sits in a metal cauldron. Through the holes in the base of the cauldron rise vapors from a crack in the cave. Wait, really? Yeah, really. The vapors induce visions of the future. Yeah, or she's just whacked out of her gourd. I think it's both. Oh, 
look! Leonidas approaches. Oracle, the Persians are set to invade, and we must fight for the future of Greece. What say you? Doom. I see. Care to expand on that? I could probably use a bit more, if I'm being honest. Oh, you want the long version, do you? All right. Let me get my vapors on, and I'll be right with you. For you, inhabitants of wide wave Sparta, either your great and glorious city must be wasted by Persian men. Or if not that, then the bound of Lacedaemon must mourn a dead king from Heracles' line. The might of bulls or lions will not restrain him with opposing strength, for he has the might of Zeus. I declare he will not be restrained until he utterly tears apart one of these. What did the oracle say, my king? Not a scooby me. Not a scooby scooby do. But of course, listener, we are as ever being silly. The Oracle's prophecy tells Leonidas that there will be two outcomes to the battle with Persia. Either Sparta will be destroyed by the Persian army, or Sparta will be safe but lose their king. That's a tough choice. Save Sparta and die, or live and see my kingdom destroyed by my enemy. Is it a tough choice, O mighty king of the Spartans? Of course not. I'm a Spartan. To die on the battlefield is the greatest deed I could achieve. Spartans, we march to war! August 480 BC. King Leonidas leads a force of 300 Spartan warriors to Thermopylae. There, he will use the land itself against the invading Persians. The entrance to the valley of Thermopylae is very narrow. It is known to all as the Hot Gates. Here, Leonidas plans to hold the enemy on the coast for as long as he can. He knows he cannot win. The armies of Persia are too numerous for a mere 300 soldiers to hold back forever. But he can buy the rest of Greece enough time to gather their forces. Enough time for there to be hope of an eventual victory. Really, though? I mean, just 300 men? Doesn't seem like that many. Well, all right, it isn't just 300 men. The 300 are the Spartans, the hoplites, the professional soldiers. But there are also 900 helots. They will fight with the strength of 10 men each, for they are protecting their home. What the hell is a helot? Serfs, not quite a slave, but not a citizen either. Ah, poor people. Understood. There are others as well. Sparta does not march alone into battle. So there's way more than 300 then. By my calculations, that's like 1,200 so far. Leonidas has gathered as many men as he can to him on his way to Thermopylae. His forces actually number about 7,000, made up of men from all over Greece. 7,000? That's loads! It's not when you look at the Persians, Bilbo. They've got somewhere in the region of 150,000 soldiers. Oh! Oh my! 
Oh my, indeed. The Greeks are outnumbered by more than 15 to 1. Well, this, this isn't going to end well. Spoilers! Look, man, the Greeks have arrived at Thermopylae. Let's get down there and see if we can help. Hang on, it's hot in Greece in August. I'm sweating so badly my six-pack's rubbed off. No time, Pear Bear. Let's go. The Spartan king has gathered his forces. The hot gates and the strength of 300 Spartan shields are all that stand between victory and annihilation. Plus all the other guys we just talked about. Plus all those other guys. Spartans! It is here we shall make our stand. The road through the hot gates is the only way the Persians can get their army further into Greece. We will hold them here. No Persian will pass whilst we draw breath. Um, excuse us. Who are you two? I'm Pear Bear, and this is dear Uncle Bob-Bob. Curtsy. Nice to meet you, your kingliness. What do you want? Well, Uncle Bob-Bob told me that he read in a book that you Spartans train yourselves by getting in formation and pushing trees over. Is this true? It is indeed. Our phalanx is the mightiest in all of Greece. See, I told you! That was a novel, but it was really good. Stephen Presley, Gates of Fire. That was really fun. Awesome! What's a phalanx? We line up shoulder to shoulder, with our shields locked together, and our spears ready to ruin the days of our foe. Row upon row of men working as one. Care to demonstrate for our listener? Why not? Spartans! Form up! <laughs> Spartans! Push that tree over! Ah! Oh my goodness, that's very impressive! I know, right? Hey, did you lot just push that tree over? We did. Impressive, eh? Your tree landed on my goat. My mum gave me that goat. I've been growing it for ages. Really? Deepest apologies, simple goat herder. Pear Bear and Bob-Bob here ask for a demonstration of Spartan might. Well, you should have demonstrated on something else. Oh, oh my poor goat. Oh, look at him. I mean, that goat was one day from retirement. You'll regret this, Spartan. I doubt it. What are you going to do, eh? Heard things at me. Be gone, wretch! We have soldiering to do. Mark my words. I will have revenge, or my name is the Ephialtes. Come on, is it? You know how, how long it takes to train a goat to keep a guy interested. Sorry about all that, Your Majesty. Worry not, dear Bob Bob. I can't see any situation in which this will come back to bite me. The king knows he must hold the pass for as long as possible. But look, see the Persian army spread like a stain across the coastline. Men too numerous to count. Not quickly, anyway. Beneath a great tent made of silk sits one of the most powerful men in the world, Xerxes, Emperor of Persia. Tell me, messenger, what did the Spartan king have to say for himself? Did he immediately hand over his arms because he knows how brilliant I am? 
He did not, O oh glorious one. In fact, he said, come and take them, then kicked me into a bottomless pit. With a bottom! Outrageous! However did you survive? Well, I... Oh, wait, I just remembered. I don't care. Guards, take this messenger away and execute him bloodily. But... But why, your fabulousness? Because when a story where the people who leave babies to die, if they're deemed unfit, are the good guys. Incredible! I'm afraid that I'm going to have to be next level evil if the listener is going to be on the Spartan side. And after all, it's been 20 episodes, and if you haven't learned that people from history are all to a man or to a woman absolutely awful, then you haven't been paying attention. Come along, you. <laughs> All of Greece shall be mine. Now, nameless obsequious advisor, come here! You called, Magnificence? How stands the condition of our men? They stand ready to claim Greece in your name, Master. Tell them to get on with it, then! We've been here for four days, and I'm still in a tent and on the beach! I shall be in Sparta, drinking out of women's heads! There is one tiny, minuscule problem. Oh, light of the world. And what is that? There are some Greeks blocking the road. We've been waiting to see if they'll stop and go away. But they all seem quite set on staying there. They did push a tree over at one point. It was quite impressive. Guards, take this nameless advisor away and execute him. A fine choice, your splendiferousness. And someone bring me a puppy to eat. A cute one. We march at dawn. Four days the armies have stared each other down. Four nights wondering if the morning will bring blood and battle. As the sun rises on the fifth day, something is different. The king senses it. They will come today. The ground begins to shake with the sound of tramping feet. The Persians march. Spartans, stand ready! What about us normal soldiers? What do we do? Also stand ready. There's so many of them. Their arrows will blacken the sky. Then we shall fight them in the shade. The king knows he has just said something really cool. He also knows that the first Persian soldiers to attack will not be the best they have. It will be the soldiers of conquered lands, Medians or Thracians perhaps, those who fight because they are told that they must, taken far from home to fight at the order of an emperor that they've never met and never will. They run at the Spartan line, at a shiny wall of wood and bronze. Brace! <laughs> and hit it hard. <laughs> single Spartan takes a step backwards. No! A hundred spears flash forward. The first wave of Persians are annihilated. Spears are pulled back and bodies fall. No! A hundred spears flash forward. Another row of men are smashed to the ground. Spears pulled back. The Persians could have a million men. But here are the hot gates. Only so many can reach the spot in line at once. No! No! Oh, my mind's a Christian religion, I heard! 
They could do this all day. No! <laughs> well, actually, they do do it all day. No! <laughs> you said do do. No! Persian camp, Xerxes is displeased. Bring me a box of kittens. Nice ones. Your kittens, master. Now, throw the box in the fire. <laughs> Guards, take this nameless servant away and execute him. <laughs> Why are we still on the beach? Haven't we sent wave after wave of expendable soldiers at them? We did indeed, your gloriousness, but it seems that the Greeks are still... I order you all to make it so that they are not in our way. I assure you, your brilliance, that we're doing all we can. The valley restricts the amount of men we can stand at them at one time. Then send better men. Perhaps we need quality, not quantity. Though this is Persia, so we've got quality in vast quantities as well. <laughs> Do you mean? Yes. Send in the immortals. As you command, sire. Send in the captain of the immortals. The immortals are Persia's elite soldiers. They have the best equipment, the best training, and are comparable with the Spartans in their skill at arms. There are 10,000 of them. Never more, never less. They are rightly feared throughout the world. You summoned me, Lord. I did. It turns out sending wave after wave of ill-trained men into a narrow pass to be slaughtered isn't doing the trick. It is time for you to do your thing. As you command, O oh Great One. The excellent. All of Greece will kneel before me. <laughs> the second day of fighting begins much as the first. The Persians send wave after wave of men. Still, they make no progress. The Spartans are an immovable wall. It appears nothing can break them. Keep it up, lads. We only have to do this until either we kill them all, or they get bored. Is this all they've got? Is this the mighty army of Persia? I've pushed trees over that have more skill. See, see how they run. Don't get overconfident, poignant death at least. They're yet to send in the immortals. The fighting stops. The Persians withdraw to make room. Heavily armored warriors form a wall before the Spartan line. Speak of the devil. Men of Sparta, this is your last chance. Withdraw and allow us to pass, or face your doom. Eh, we're all right, thanks. We'll stop here a bit longer. Then you face your... Doom! Yeah, you just said it, pal. No, oh, I, I wasn't going to say doom, actually. What were you going to say then? I'm not telling you now. Not after being so rudely interrupted. He was totally going to say doom. These Persians can't even threaten us properly. Unwise charge! Ho! No poignant death, Achilles! The young Spartan runs at the immortals, his spear aimed at the captain's throat. That's Spartan! Yeah. Oh. 
A sword slides into the Spartan's chest. It is a mortal blow. <laughs> Not too slow. The young man falls to his knees. I die for Sparta. Such heroic nonsense. <laughs> Immortals, charge! The Immortals stampede towards the Spartan line. The best men and the best equipment Persia has. Oh! Impact. <laughs> The Spartan line takes one step back, but only one. Leonidas, face me in a Hylian-like jewel. It would be my pleasure. Their armor set to you. Their weapons flash in the sunlight. Their shields wet down to rose. Super ultra cool slow motion kicks in as the Spartan King ducks left to avoid the immortal's blade. Swish! There is a noise as the sword passes millimeters over his head. He knows that slow motion this awesome can only mean one thing. He thrusts his spear and strikes true. Bested, but... But I am immortal. Not today, you know it. This is for poignant death, Achilles. With their leader dead, the immortals run. Greece survives another day. What? Come on! This is getting ridiculous. Who do I have to execute to get things done round here? Your Excellency, we have captured a Greek who says he has information for you. Send him in and then go and have yourself executed. At once, my lord. Oh, wise and mighty lord of Persia, I have a way for you to beat the Spartan king and his dirty goat murderers. Really? What's that then? There is a path, known only to very few, that will take you around the Spartan line. Is there? Well, that's handy. I suppose you'll want some kind of payment for this information? All I require is vengeance against Leonidas, Lord. And lots of money, that would be nice. Show my men the way and you shall have it. Guards, take this man away and don't execute him. Instead, gather all the men and have them follow him. All of Greece shall be mine. <laughs> After a long day of fighting, the Greeks rest in their camp. Wounds are tended, spears are sharpened, ready for the morning. That's it, lads. Rest up. Tomorrow we do it all over again. Leonidas, my king! There are Persians in the hills. We have been betrayed and will soon be surrounded. Well, that's not good. Men! Those of you who can, flee now! We Spartans will hold them off while you escape. The Greeks flee inland, leaving the Spartans and a few others as a rear guard. Oh, there they are. There they are, your Emperishness. I told you this path would do the trick. And you were correct, Ephraites. You shall be showered with golden jewels. Goat herder, you have betrayed all of Greece. Why? Revenge! You killed me goat! 
Plus, you know, gold and jewels and PS5? Yes! From this day forth, the name Ethialtus will mean traitor throughout Greece. And the name Leonidas will mean guy that got outwitted by a goat herder. <laughs> Men, kill them! You don't get to say that. Men, kill them. The sky turns black with arrows. Go, tell the Spartans, stranger passing by, that by Spartan lore, here we lie. Oh, wow. They are all sorts of dead men. Yep, the Persians annihilated them. That super dramatic line in all those windy noises is the inscription on the monument of Thermopylae to the Spartans' last stand. It's on top of Kolonos Hill, where it is believed the final bit of fighting took place. So Greece got conquered then? Not quite. Whilst all this was going on, there was also a huge sea battle happening at a place called Artemisium. Oh yes, I remember. When the commander of that battle, Themistocles, heard that Thermopylae had fallen, he withdrew all the Greek forces inland. The Persians got as far as Athens, which had been evacuated, before the Greeks hit them hard at the Battle of Salamis. Xerxes, worried his armies would now be trapped in Europe, withdrew most of his forces, losing thousands to starvation and disease as they did so. There was one more big battle at Plataea, where the last remnants of the Persians were defeated. So Greece didn't fall! Nope! Hooray! Hooray for Greece! Well, I really enjoyed all that fighting. Can't be a bit of spectacular slow motion. Tune in next time, listener, as we continue dipping our toes into ancient Greece. Until then, we are the Silly History Boys. And as ever, we are sorry! Silly History Boys, episode 20, or Spartan is Such Sweet Sorrow, was written, oiled, and produced by the Silly History Boys. The parts of various Spartans, various Persians, nameless, obsequious advisor, the treacherous goat herder Ephialtes, narration, and the Kurgan, captain of the immortals, were power lifted into your ears by Will, Uncle Bilbo Tristram. The parts of various Spartans, various Persians, the Hemerodrome, Phedipedes, or Phelipedes, poignant Deathocles, narration, and his grace and majesty, Xerxes I, Emperor of Persia, were buffed into being by Rob, dear Uncle Bob Bob 
Bond. The parts of various Spartans, various Persians, Persian Messenger and Narration were bench-pressed at you by Stu Pear Bear Perry. That's me, hello. The parts of various Spartans, various Persians, Nameless Advisor 1, Nameless Advisor 2, and, of course, the mighty King of Sparta himself, Leonidas I, were manfully flexed in your direction by Tom Tombo Fermor, who actually lost his voice a bit recording this one. Thanks, Tombo. I thought you were very manly. Spartan boy that fails his finals was bicep curled by Harry Hazmat Pear Bear. And massive thanks to Lara Larry Breadbin Bradban, who so wonderfully galadrieled the oracle at Delphi for us this week. Thanks as ever to Rob Lord Fastfingers Tristram for the theme music that we have every week. Lovely, I think you'll agree, sticks in the ear like an earworm. And additional music was provided by Zap Splat. Other additional music was provided by Scott Buckley. Thank you, Scott Buckley. Go check out his website. The description will be in the show malarkeys down below. Uh, and further additional music by Sinyells, which was provided by LZ TV Entertainment. <laughs> There was a lot of music this week, wasn't there? I got a bit carried away, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh also, thanks to zapsplat.com for their wonderful sound effects as ever. We literally, I don't think, could make this show without Zapsplat because they've got the best selection of comedy wax and boings I've ever heard. I'm rambling now. I'm going to get on. This is the longest credits ever. Um, thanks again, as ever, to those who sent us their booze. And also thanks to you, dear listener, for giving us a listen. If you've liked what you heard, please leave us a review on your chosen podcast platform or hit us up, as I believe the young people say, on the Facetube and Tweet Talk. Right, I'm off, folks. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Still, you don't get six-packs like the silly history boys without putting in the effort. Flex! Ah! Oh, ah! Oh, ah! Oh, something pinged!